What are the benefits for a landlord buying at auction? Why should they start looking into auction properties? Is there regional hotspots for auctions at the moment in the UK? We deal with this a lot. It goes to our commercial team. Our commercial team have a hall of investors, companies that we work with. If you buy bulk, we all know you're going to want a little bit of a discount. Ryan, why is auction a dirty word? The misconceptions that your property's too good, it's too expensive, you're trying to sell it quickly and cheaply. And that's why a lot of sellers think that auction's not the right route for market for them. Um, when in most, well not most circumstances, but there is a need for a lot of sellers in agencies to have that white labeled auction platform to use and utilize. And, you know, you're supposed to ad advise the seller to use the best route to market. Because I always think auction and in my head, I kind of have, you know, it used to, someone died there. It's an absolute mess. There was a problem. Something somewhere is meaning it's had to go that route is almost like the B plan, isn't it? It's kind of the yeah. B plan to the main problem, uh, to the main sale route. But I, I just this day and age, it just feels like it's becoming more and more frequent. And yeah, different buzzwords being attached yeah. to it as well that yeah. we spoke about off camera. So yeah, it, it feels to the public a little bit of an education piece around how it can benefit them, just a normal seller. So yeah. what would be the, the benefit of a normal seller? Could be a landlord, you know, this shows for landlords. So it could be a landlord with tenant in situ, or it could just be a seller that's gone, I've had 10 bad experiences with estate agents and I want to skip that little bit of middleman process and could just go straight to the end result. But what's the benefit? We would always like to be plan A. Yeah. And most agents that use our services they'll try the private treaty route first private treaty route doesn't work and we all know being the second agent especially in this marketplace works quite well we are in theory that second agent and different route to market mm. with a different opinion the key points for a seller to to consider and think about is no commission to pay um, you have a fixed time scale so you know exactly when you're going to be exchanging completing if you have a potential buyer and offer to consider mm -hmm. um, and the buyer is paying a non-refundable reservation fee all with the security of the reserve price is set so you're not going to be accepting any offer lower than that um, it's you know great most sellers once you say those sort of three or four usps to our platform most sellers are open to it mm. then it's just about the circumstance and reason for move whether and the price whether it's suited to that route of market or whether it's going to continue down that private treaty there's another dirty word in a state agency in our industry at the moment which goes like this conveyancing conveyancing <laughs> is definitely something that at the moment is is a real bugbear for a lot of agents a lot of sellers and you know whatever the reason may be that just the stamp duty um, craziness where we had that holiday has resulted in transaction volumes going through the roof and solicitors becoming in general pretty slow mm. so for a seller I guess I'm thinking you know schools we've got we've got September is the the kind of moving kind of thought for a lot of people at the moment it's like right I've got to get this all done and dusted before school term you know I want it I want it done and dusted so for an average seller I guess something where they're thinking well worst case scenario it might be six months for me to 
find a buyer, get moved. Is it probably not worst case, probably average at the yeah. moment, in fairness. But with auction speed, what are we looking like from um, from the old mallet going down to um, to actually being in a position where you can move and, and not worry about missing the school cutoff? Legally, you don't need to have a legal pack to sell your property with auction. But obviously, the price would affect that. So let's just go that main main tried and tested route that there's a legal pack available for that property. The buyer would consider purchasing the property, offers accepted. They would commonly have 28 days to complete because most of our transactions, 97% of our transactions last year were unconditional. So at the fall of the hammer, you're exchanging your contract and moving out in 28 days or 20 business days because mm -hmm. we know that conveyances don't work weekends. <laughs> Unlike estate or Fridays. <laughs> or Fridays. Yeah. Or Fridays. We'll, we'll, meet, we'll meet them on the golf course. We'll meet them on the golf course. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, we can tailor that and we've had, um, exchanges take place with longer completions of two, three, and even one, uh, quite recently at six months. That is very rare. Um, but obviously we'll accommodate if buyer and seller are both happy too, because that's our aim, isn't it? To make sure everyone's happy. Mm -hmm. And if everyone is happy, then we'll proceed with the deal. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So I've seen a stat that the auction market, and I use the term loosely auction, we'll probably get into what is an auction, what is a secure sale, what is the branding for it later. But I've heard a stat that this market has doubled over the last couple of years. What are the benefits for a landlord buying at auction? Why should they start looking into auction properties? At the moment, rents are higher than ever. Um, so they can capitalize on purchasing a property quicker and capitalizing on the higher rents with such huge demands at the moment. It makes sense that if you can purchase a property now rather than the conveyancing of five, six months time, that bubble might have burst and that will affect your yields and your um, your budgets. And you, you listened to Uncle Dave's podcast. You said you did. So thanks for doing that. <laughs> and he said, buying at auction with a mortgage is a no-no. He shut me down faster than me being 18 in a nightclub again. Um, quite frankly, this is your right to reply. <laughs> there was a quarter of last year, and I think for quite a few months where I know at one point we had 67% in one month of the sales that went through were buying with a mortgage. And I think even higher than that were first-time buyers, I think. Um, I'll get the stats and I'll um, I'll comment um, on the podcast below when it when it comes out. But most of our transactions are with a mortgage. We are for the estate agent, the high street agent, however that's deemed nowadays, um, with different hybrid models out there. But yeah, ev anyone and everyone can purchase a property with us. It's not like it's you've got to be this sitting in your ivory castle, sitting on hundreds and hundreds of thousand pounds, millions of cash. You can have a 10% deposit and purchase a property in auction. I think that's this is a, a an issue with understanding of what an auction is. I used to work for a high street agency that had an auction arm and every month or every two months, they'd have a physical auction in a business park somewhere where I would see, I'd go and do the running sometimes and I would see the same faces turn up every single month who you knew they were big time and they would just go and hoover up those properties and on the rare occasion that a house in a specific road in a specific town where you just know it's a local buyer 
some very, very nervous people sitting on their hands, trying not to blink, would, would, would come to specifically try and buy that property. So where are we now compared to that model that was five, 10 years ago? The model has moved, grown and changed. And you're seeing a lot of the um, ballroom auctions, a lot of them are changing their model to do the online auction route. And I think that's the, the better route. If you're a national auction company like ourselves, it's very difficult to, you start pulling properties, you can't get the buyers to turn up at the ballroom auction because of geographical boundaries that working with yourselves. Um, imagine if our next on um, in-room auction was in Birmingham, Manchester, Newcastle, where our head office is. People aren't going to travel all that way to maybe get a property. Yeah, that was always so, my opinion. I'm not, yeah. I'm not driving to central London for one lot in Bracknell that I may or may not get. We, we work with a database of buyers ourselves. So we will try to push that um, property anyway because we we believe that some estate agents just rely too heavily on the property portals. If it's priced right, it will sell. When if you go Bracknell, for instance, and a two-mile radius looking for a two-bedroom flat as a first-time buyer or, or an investor, you're going to get 150 properties. And why would you go for that one over the next one? So we will know who's our top 10 buyers for certain types of properties in certain parts of the country. That being said, the platform is completely transparent. You can see as a seller, you can see from bidder one, bidder two, there's you know an open platform there where the timescales are ticking down. Don't get me wrong, if you do bid, that timescale does increase so that you can't try and nick in at the last moment like eBay with one second to go and then <laughs> place your offer. Yeah. The, the bid will, it will extend to, um, sorry, the, um, the time will extend by 15 minutes so that people can make a, informed decision whether they want to still proceed at a higher price um i think that's the most important thing to take is the transparency to it that we're not just selling to oh that's our mate that's bought 10 properties from us previously we are working for the seller every single time to make sure that it's the best buyer at the best possible price in today's market what about due diligence for for people buying at auction because if you buy a house you know, and just on traditional market, you know, first time buyer or investor or whatever, typically your your screening process is a couple of dodgy photos from the agent online, floor plan if you're lucky, video if you're looking at one of ours, no video if you're looking elsewhere, and a bit of write-up that says close to commuter links, M4 corridors and the blah, blah, blah chat that they just kind of copy and paste. Then you look at the house and you're pretty much that's it. That's like the due diligence that you get buying that property. You have to really go and do a lot of your own stuff. But what I do like about auctions is you you do get more information than that, don't you? You get more security as a buyer. Yeah, the, the, the legal pack from a buyer's perspective, they can see searches. They can see who owns the property, special conditions, all of that. All of the things that you can't see buying when private treaty because your offer is accepted and then you're in the hands of the gods at some type, some stages of your buying process because it takes, as we mentioned with the delays of conveyancing, takes them quite a while to get the management pack if it's leasehold or, you know, a, you know, a draft contract even. Mm. Um, and is there restrictions on the development leasehold property, wherever it may be. So ours is a lot more open and transparent even before bidding. 
in before bidding. It's almost at stage two, isn't it, of a normal transaction. You get to see the information at stage two from day one, rather than having to spend 300 quid via a solicitor, obviously go in the bidding war if, if, if it's a certain type of property, do your mortgage application, do a credit dip, blah, 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 blah. You kind of get that information prior, which is nice. Is there regional hotspots for auctions at the moment in the UK? 2023, you know, we're pr approaching the middle of the year. Are there kind of regional hotspots where it's most active? Um, the auction platform started in the Northeast um so that that's where most majority of properties will go straight to auction rather than try private treaty we've got 28 estate agents in the northeast a large portion of those will go straight to auction um it's more commonly used it's it's like it's just traveling down the a1 and m1 and it's coming further and further south most london agents we say london and home counties have some form of either being affiliated to a auction service, know an auction provider they can use and, and capitalize when needed. There's always those hotspots where you've got the likes of, from from our perspective, Reading, Slough, where we're based at the moment. Um, Bracknell seems to be getting there. That's a hotspot where we're sitting at the moment and not too far from. Um, we see Wales as a bit of a gold mine. Mm. Um, it's a bit of an untapped resource and no auction provider is sort of utilizing that market where we've now sort of pushed and driven that areas. Kent seems to be a very um, active market as a, as a county. It's one of our more active home counties um, where it is actually, in fact, Kent. We get a lot of you know, the, the USPs and one of the things that you liked about our platform was the, the property passbacks. Um, Kent seems to be a lot of agents get reap the rewards of our USPs with property passbacks. So if we, that's interesting to hear. It's pretty much rippling around everywhere. And I think Mike said, you know, it's doubled. Are your expectations that the 2% of current transactions that has gone from 1% to 2%, do you yeah. think that will that will climb over the next decade again? Do you think it will go to 4%? Is it going to be that momentum that takes it there or yeah, is it that, kind of where it is now forever that's um that one percent we know is worth millions and millions of pounds in in the, in the industry i left the state agency four four or five years ago now believing that auctions was the new up-and-coming thing and it's only getting bigger mm. um more um industry bodies are recognizing auctions and seeing how it can be utilized in everyday life within agencies. And yeah, I, I can only see it getting bigger and better. It's never gonna um, go and surpass private treaty. It just won't, I'm a realistic person. But if you look at the likes of America and Australia, for instance, over 60% of their transactions are through auction, not through private treaty. So if we can get to 10% in the next five, 10 years, great but there's enough of the pie for all of us to eat. I mean, people typically 
hate the moving process, you know, the legal moving process in, in England, not the UK, but in England, people always associate or always kind of suggest, oh, why couldn't we be more like the Scottish market? Or, you know, you look at some of the other countries as well and you think it just feels more secure. And even in our country, we spoke about this, you look at, you know, renting a property or buying a car or buying a new home in comparison to a secondhand property sale through normal transaction there's at least reservations involved in those. It's not even that for sales and, and unless you're using, you know, like a gazelle that we work with, for example. So it does feel like it needs a push in, in that direction just for everyone's security, I would say, and emotional security as well, because it's stressful as hell. It's, 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 it always amazes me that it's the most expensive thing you could ever buy. And people probably look around the property for 15 minutes. Yeah. When... I know for a fact, um, my partner, we, we recently purchased a second-hand Ford 4x4 and we looked at the car twice for the best part of about 45 minutes. You know, absolutely tearing the previous MOTs apart and what, what's gone wrong with the, the car previously. Has it been fixed? You don't do that when you look around a property. No, you just look, oh, yeah, yeah. it's got a roof on it. You, you, That'll you, do. You kick the tyres of, the, of yeah. the house and then and then you end up buying it and yeah. you're, you're stuck with it for the next 30 years potentially on your mortgages. And obviously we, we've gone through the um, perils of mortgages at the moment, um, but it's it's scary. It's it scary, is the crazy. Process. It is crazy. I mean, if you're a generation above us, you might tap on a few walls and check the water pressure. If you're our generation, you look at your phone, check whether you can get signal and 4G or I don't want 5G because it's worse than 4G. Yeah. But if you can get 4G rather than 5G <laughs> or 3G, that's pretty much the sort of boundaries of, of buying a property. So if the the other stigma that's attached to auctions is cheap, you know, mm -hmm. below market value, but cheap as in area cheap and level cheap. So, you know, if we put property values into like league tables, you got Premier League is kind of a million plus, then you got Championship is kind of that that kind of mid market of say half a half a million up to a million, and then everything below. I would always have associated auction with League Two stuff. But what's kind of the what's the biggest value transaction that you've experienced at your company through the through auction? Biggest um, was a nine million pound portfolio. Um, we've had multi million pound houses go through that. I've got to be careful what i say regarding that property as we as we mentioned mm. um but uh the most expensive property that we can uh talk about that um we have got case studies on that we can share was 2.3 million um not too far from actually where we're sat at the moment um it was mike's house yes. <laughs> <laughs> i can tell by the gold taps and uh yeah it's it but then you, you look at the flip side of that coin and we've been part of selling £9,000 garages in London and home counties. We just want to be part of the process with agents. We're not about, oh, we don't want that. We'll never turn business away if there is a deal to be done. Yeah. Okay. We, we still think like the good old fashioned estate agents, like, you know, we, we worked in that, that market of, well, I certainly started in 2002, 2003. Um, and you can see that, salesmanship has sort of gone some somewhere where mm. people are now sort of not advising their client the best possible best way possible we just want to be part of the process and if it's selling a nine thousand pound garage or selling a multi-million pound house we just want to have those conversations um we say to people all we need is a warm lead 
to do a deal with agents and pass the details across and we'll be happy to help. So here's an example. We were talking about, obviously, how we sell a property, private treaty. We go back to selling my house. It wasn't £2.3 million before anyone jumps on. But I sold my house recently. It's going through. For £3 million. Yeah. <laughs> it's been going through for a while. Uh, let's just put it that way. I priced it very, very competitively. I got six buyers through the door on the day. I had four offers. I could have auctioned it on the front lawn, quite frankly. I chose the buyer who was a cash buyer. If I'd have put an auction business into the process, how could I have made that more secure or made that work for me in a better way? People look at, let's just do nice round numbers. I'm not a mathematician. If your property was worth £100,000, actually worth, not what you'd market it for, because the marketing price and the sale price are two completely different things. What you're actually going to sell for, so you're selling it for the property for £100,000. The reserve price we would want would be around £85,000, £90,000. But the guide price can be up to as low as 10% below. So imagine if you was marketing the property with, with no success, £110,000, £120,000 to accept that one £100,000 offer. Imagine if we had that property at, say, £75,000. How many more times do you think our phone's going to ring compared to yours? How many more inquiries do you think? And that's where our platform is designed to um, start low, go high. Private treaties designed to, in the average market, to price high, to go low we usually end up meeting in the middle where by the time you factored in five, six months worth of mortgage payments, the sellers factored in um, state agency fees, conveyancing, some a bit of hurt and pain with the fall through rates, you know, predominantly anywhere between 10 and mm-hmm. 25% sometimes. And depending some. on, yeah. yeah, depending on the market. Then you're actually meeting in the middle. If people's mortgage payments are a, a thousand, well, if probably hundred thousand pounds, but if if their mortgage payments were a thousand pounds a month, or well now we're somewhere five six thousand pounds, estate agent fees four thousand pounds. There's ten thousand pounds already. So where they're accepting that hundred thousand pound offer, are ninety five, about ninety to ninety five thousand pound offer to get the deal done within a twenty eight day exchange completion. Doesn't sound that bad all of a sudden once you start breaking down those numbers. Is there a particular? Um, statistic in terms of for auctions they go at x price they go at guide price and they achieve y is there kind of that that normal statistic like in agency you would say right last year you know in in the market the booming market that we saw for two years it was probably like 97 percent of asking price was getting achieved this year it's it's probably closer in terms of if you were looking at the first price it was listed at in 2023 it's probably more in the high 80s, I would say, you know, in, in, in terms of figures. So what, we, we want that like? stat. We, we all want that stat. And I honestly don't know the stat. We're trying to figure out a way of doing an algorithm to work out what that stat is. Because there's someone yeah. that wants to invest. Like I want yeah. to invest in these properties. And I look at the auction properties up and down on the right move map. Mm. And in particular, I've been looking um, quite actively on the south coast to try and see something down there. And where my struggle sits is I look at it and I think, well, clearly it's it's the cheapest in the marketplace. Let's say it's on a 250. I just don't have a bloody clue what it's going to sell for. And then because I have that gray area of fuzz, I just kind of go, yeah, 
Yeah, you and I'm, I'd imagine there's a lot of people like me that haven't done it previously that just look at it and go, it's too uncertain. I don't know. I, I need some more touchy feeling. Yeah, that's that's where you've got the the ballroom auction, um, and you're almost dictated to of three or four viewing slots usually on the ballroom auction. Then it goes to the ballroom auction to place your bids, and you've got a two three minute window. So from the seller's point of view, to get as much money as possible in two three minutes. From a buyer's point of view, they're going, oh, God, it's going more than I thought it would. How much more do I really want to offer? And you, you sort of get caught up in the moment. With our platform, commonly our auctions run for 28 days. The reason why we do that is you can get your ducks in a row if you're needing to raise some sort of finance or if you want to get additional surveys. Everything's done a bit more calmer, slower. So we're working for seller to get the most money possible most amount of money possible and we're trying to find the best buyer in that 28 day window um so hopefully that should put your mind at rest that you can go see it the week after you can go see it and go see it again if you really want to for the third time because i think second and third viewings i'm being told are happening more and more they are with us mm. um, i can see from our viewing stats how many times the successful buyer is actually viewing a property it's two or three times sometimes two or three times it's not like they're just doing it you know but you know and taking the time yeah, to make yeah, sure it feels right yeah it's it's, it's, it's you've got to it's um, unless you're an investor where you're doing it for the numbers it's it's a um it's, you've got to have your heart in the property yeah. um, and you've got to make sure that it's the right time you know i always you know in, in agency i used to say to people you know if, if you want to go around it's, it's pointless keep coming around on a saturday come around at six o'clock at night when you can see where all the cars are potentially in the area and what the traffic's like and you're going to and from work and stuff because I, I don't want full throughs. No one wants full throughs. You want mm -hmm. to make sure that you're, you're buying the property and you want to commit to completion. Um, you know, have a bit of pushback. I think a lot of people are scared to push back sometimes. It's a, it's a right and a wrong way of doing things. It always is. But you can always be honest with people, but be direct and polite. So landlords at the moment seem to be selling at a faster rate than buying which is a shame for the property market, but it's been made very difficult for them. And that's a different conversation that, that I'm sure we'll have multiple times on this particular podcast. But what that's resulting in is a huge shortage of properties for tenants and tenancy levels, you know, are, are reducing and in turn, the, the demand is increasing and we're seeing rents skyrocket. So as you mentioned earlier on in this pod, there's a great opportunity there. But if I am a landlord and I'm approaching retirement age, like I think we had the statistic, there's about 100,000 a year at the moment that will be doing that. And let's say I've got five properties. You mentioned portfolio, £9 million portfolio. So for, for those landlords out there that are thinking of selling and they've got a portfolio of five, what would be the difference in process? Break it down in kind of idiot terms, if you like, as I'm going to sell that five with an estate agent. They're going to sell them as individual properties um, across different offices with multiple contacts. It's going to be a right pain in the ass. Then you've got auction, and I want to just sell it to one landlord. I want to do the whole lot to one landlord. What would be the big difference for that particular landlord in, in those circumstances? The speed. Um, the stats at the moment are that if you have five properties, chances are they're all going through individually. Chances are one of them's going to fail to complete at least once. Yep. Yeah, you've got uh, a year probably, of playing games yeah, there, haven't you, with five yeah, properties yeah. easily? Um, and it could be where you're 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 on the on the clock yourself, where you want to move abroad, play more golf in Spain, 
Portugal, which don't blame you. I'm just learning to play golf for myself, so I don't blame them. It's what what I would do personally is is package them up and we deal with this a lot. And it goes to our commercial team. Our commercial team have a pool of investors, companies that we work with. And it's that, you know, if you buy bulk, we all know you're going to want a little bit of a discount. But you look at it and go, well, do you know what? Actually, it's going to be a lot cleaner, a lot smoother. I'm going to get my money sooner. Yeah, I'll do it. There's always a to and fro in and pros and cons to every single reason to doing anything in life. Um, for me, if I had five properties, I'd package them up and yeah, and li- listen to our appraisal. You don't have to obviously take our appraisal. You can say, no, I'm going to go down a private treaty route. That's fine. Well and good. You know, we wish you all the very best. We'll give you a call in two, three weeks time or even a month's time, whatever you decide. And we'll follow up and see if you want to, you know, continue private treaty or package deal up with us. There's a lot of value and convenience at the moment, isn't there? You know, yeah. people have... People are short on time. I know we're talking about landlords there potentially that uh, are hitting retirement age and they might think, actually, I've, I've built this portfolio over the last 20 years and I want to milk it for everything it's worth and I've got two years to play on. That's totally fine. It's probably a case of you're going to do that. And then you've got someone that's thinking, do you know what? I've just sold my business. I've got my four properties. I don't want to touch any of them anymore and I'm off to Dubai. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm out of the country and I want this done by the end of the year. In that case, you know, all of those elements put together, it might be that just moving those four properties through auction as as simple as right money and the hammer goes down, that actually that's the best solution for you to guarantee your ultimate goal, which is to move to Dubai and and set up camp there and and live a life of Riley over there. So I guess convenience plays a big part in that. We've we've all sat there on sofas with with sellers and said, I'm not selling for anything less than, not selling for anything less than. And then we've, even within a week, two weeks' time, they're going, well, I, w- I would take it, though. I would take this offer. And then you just wish that people would be more open. Um, estate agents, sellers, we're all working together to get to the same aim and goal that we'll work with you. We'll streamline it. We'll make it smoother for you um, because I I've, I think our customer service is, is brilliant. You know, our reviews are great. It's It's good to see. And people want that slick, smooth, no pain in any transaction. So that's that's what you know, we're coming. You know, when it goes online, you were spoken about the ballroom setup, the classic version of where you kind of visualize what you visualize and you see on TV from time to time. What's um, what platform does it go out on? Is it a private platform? You know, is it kind of as simple as someone's on Zoom? What what's the kind of deal with that? So it's streamed over the internet. Um, we use EIG um, platform, which most auction auctioneers use. Um, if you're an online bidding platform, it's basically the right move of auction world. Um, can anyone just jump on? Do you see an alert live? Yep, you can. So we, we advertise the property in the normal way, like you, you would expect for any estate agent. Right move, Zoopla on the market. Booming when they're around, open bricks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Then we're being able to open the property up to a wider audience, and then if they're interested, it will then get passed through through via EIG as the bidding platform. So you'd be emailed a link effectively. Yeah. How do we get auctions to start going on social media? How do we have them hit Facebook, hit YouTube? I get a notification on my phone. So Pattinson's auctions kicked off. 
and I can just jump on it. Is that the next step? Because that for sure increases the awareness of auctions and just for an educational piece to be able to sit in and watch it. The, the next steps should be, in my opinion, the property portals work better and closer with estate agents. Because our platform is white labeled, it, it only gives you more success, showcases your variety of services and talents that people can bid through your microsite. You can place a bid through your microsite that we've provided you. You can, and you should be able to, in my eyes, be able to place a bid through Rightmove, Zoopla on the market. Um, and technology is brilliant. We're talking about AI ruining the world. Well, why can't it help people buy properties better? Yeah, that's why I asked the yeah. question. I just yeah. feel there's such a there's such a great opportunity for these auctions to start getting streamed on social platforms. Mm. You know, if you just look at Facebook and YouTube as an example, I mean, the amount of business that is now done on a TikTok live, you know, it is is unbelievable the amount of sales. And now this TikTok shop and things like that, it it just feels that um estate agents are scared because the right move you know monopoly that sat there but auctions have got something that that buyers want to see that's the product they've got the auction they've got their own they've got their own micro site they've got their own site their own platform they don't need right move but they need the promotion of this is an event that's happening it just i just wonder when that's the next step because that surely skyrockets auctions in the yeah, uk pe people are scared not to be on a property portal because they fear that they're not going to then get win the business with the client in the first place but if more agents can showcase the variety of ways of selling a property you know when i started it was a telephone and an applicant box and that's all you had that you know it's, been there it's, <laughs> I, I quite miss those days if i'm honest and uh six of us all just fighting out and we we're horrible to each other but you should be able to right so this is what we'll do when we're going to market your property it should be one of those ways of social media should be spoken about more i know you guys are, are big on your social media and i'm sure it wins you a lot of business and equally sells a lot of properties through social media um love the videos that you do and you know more agents should you know do videos of properties um some people think that it makes a decision for a buyer I, I hear before they've even gone around there but at the same time it saves everyone time doesn't it yes um so yeah i'm i'm all for making things smoother slicker and i think the the, the portals and social media should do more for buyers to be able to purchase properties yeah. if you mentioned ai there is there any particular sort of plugins or thoughts or discussions that have been had internally about how that can can impact things um it's always being spoken about uh it's our it team are very you know they're, they're clever guys and they're always you know thinking of the, the the next new way of being able to reach a, a wider audience um you know we recently launched in in spain and it's amazing to see how quick success is how much success we've had so soon after going live um so yeah being able to advertise internationally is great now it's right we work internationally we work everywhere and everywhere we've got a property um in south america tiny little island for uh 4.7 million if you want to try and buy that 
Who buys islands in South America for 4.7 million and we, what do they Mr. do? Mr. Beast. <laughs> we, 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 we've, we've reached out to some uh, some agents in, in America that because obviously the, the estate agent model is slightly different, we're trying to see if they can plug their um, their pool of investors because it's it's come from one of our Spanish agents and we've now got, it's like a national trust island in uh, in Chile. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. But uh, yeah, we're now just trying to find the buyer and have the right sort of marketing. And we've, we've done all of the, um, what, you'd, what you'd expect us to do with um, various advertisements in property magazines, you know, social media campaigns. Um, Is there a video on YouTube? There isn't. If you want to go to Chile, you are more than welcome to go to Chile. I'm with, in. With the all drone. expenses paid. <laughs> I'm in. That's all I heard. I've been watching season two <laughs> of Race Across the World, and they are in South America. I'll speak to Justin, and yeah, uh, yeah we'll, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Coming to coming to our YouTube channel soon. No, I love that. I just I just think that's that's just the way life is going. You know, you've got more eyeballs, more ability for people to see things um, in terms of territory and geographic elements of things is becoming more and more irrelevant and it's about it's about the deal it's about the opportunity it's about convenience it will work for some people some people want a hybrid bespoke estate agent some people want a traditional agent some people want a corporate some people want online some people want cheap some people want auction some people want to do it privately with a homemade for sale board like there is all sorts out there and whatever kind of suits your ultimate goal it's good to know that auctions are growing at a fast rate they are moving with the times there's ideas about moving more with the times and it's becoming more and more i guess trusted you know in the world last year was a great market and a rocky market for for estate agents and sellers we can pride ourselves that our instruction to exchange was as high as 84 percent at parts last year but when it did get a bit rocky and a bit turbulent it only went as low as 78 percent so that's why um, more people like to use the word secure sell rather than auction because of those conversions that most agents uh, most agents won't be able to keep up with those numbers. You'll have your very good mumps like mm-hmm. we all do and then you have your, your, bad, your bad parts of the year. Yeah, like the- secret is most corporate agents target 50%. Yeah. I don't know whether people out there know that, but that's what they target is to instruct to complete on 50% of houses that they list and we, they're happy with that. We don't work with any uh, corporates. We pride ourselves <laughs> on on working with independents. Um, so to this day, we still haven't got any corporate estate agent working within our model. Ryan, talk to us about your business that you work for. Where can people, if there's a seller or a landlord, developer, investor that wants um, to check out the auction to buy or to sell, uh, what's the website? What's the best place to get in contact with you? So um, I'm on social media. Uh, Ryan Power Auctions, our website. Strong name. And, uh, Power. Is, <laughs> yeah. uh, people have over the years actually thought I made that name up in, in uh, staggering, but uh, sometimes you do want it and sometimes you don't want the name. Uh, it's uh, pattinsonauction.co.uk. And we're on all the usual Facebook pages, YouTube, um, as you'd expect. Uh, simply type in Pattons, Pattinson Auction into Google and we'll, we'll, we'll be there. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's, great platform it's a great company to work for and hopefully the agents that we work with you know uh, having success with us um i always say that you have to lead from the front 
that being owners, directors, managers, leading from the front. Whenever you opened up your estate agency, if you didn't sell your first property, you didn't give up. You then took on the next property and then you took on the next one until it actually sold. I don't like it. And it, this does happen where agents will try it once. Oh, it didn't work. Mm -hmm. And then they give up. Well, we've that, got a very short attention span <laughs> as a demographic. Yeah. Don't worry about the agents. We go straight to, straight to the investors. For this one. Love that. Ryan, very insightful. Thank you for your time. Thanks for coming on the podcast. And um, yeah, we'll put all of the links in the show notes as well. So yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Hi, everyone. Breaking news. The Landlord Page podcast is no more. But don't be sad. We have rebranded the same hosts. Me, Andy and Mike will be back this Friday with a newly formed podcast called Drumroll if you're on the edit. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> the Investors Corner. But Mike, why are we rebranded as The Investors Corner? Well, firstly, the Landlord Page podcast was a little bit difficult for us to say, uh, and it people blew people's eardrums with the P's. But the real reasons were that we've hit the top 50 investing podcasts in the UK. So going with the category that we're actually successful in, uh, it gives us more relevance. And secondly, we want to appeal to a wider audience. So we're going to have some chats with some people slightly outside of the property sphere in the next few series to give people some more options. Yeah, we've still got property as the foundation of this podcast, but we'll be looking into other areas as, as well with investment. You know, there's, there's an ever-changing thing in, in investing in, in property and other things as well. So we want to try and highlight sort of different areas to, to put your money in. The world is ever-evolving, and although we will always have that core foundation of property in there, really, really looking forward to some new guests, some exciting guests around creative investing, small, large investing, and it's going to open it up nicely, like Mike says, into different categories as well. So we've listened to our audience. Thank you for your feedback. If you haven't already subscribed, please do. And this Friday, the Investor's Corner will be out with its first new episode.